This podcast may contain strong language. Listener's discretion is advised. To Northamptonshire Football Podcast, episode 20. Um, Joseph McCormack with us tonight. How are we, mate? You all right? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, regular listener of the show, so uh, very grateful for the invite. Good man. And, and we'll stop it there. We'll have that straight away. I think we're done, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, and the regulars, of course. Sam, Sam Marie, Sam, lads. You all right? Not too bad, mate. Not too just bad. Just introducing a guest there. <laughs> being for no, I meant as in a compliment for a bit. We'll cut it off straight now. Uh, we'll take it straight away. No more, no more. I thought you were digging me up. No, basically this episode we're just going to do a bit of a rundown of you know local football, talk to you, Joseph, about diamonds and everything you do for them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you're going to tell us a little bit more, we don't know too much about what you do there, obviously other than your commentary. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll start on diamonds. Uh, where's this form come from? <sighs> Beats me. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think what's been one of the weirdest things about it is it's more or less the same squad that went on that nine-game losing streak earlier in the year. So to see them turn it around and, and hit the form they have now, it, it's been fantastic. Obviously, Chris came in, made wholesale changes, um, lots of new players coming in, and I think they're starting to gel and they're starting to click, and, and you can see that in the results. Uh, and performances have really improved as well recently. We've, we've had some games, uh, especially Bromsgrove away, Laceton at home, we, we could so easily have won those games. You, you, you look at our form now, we're unbeaten in six. I think we've won three of the last four. We, we could so easily have come out of this little run with five, maybe even six wins on another day. But, I mean, you know, however many points that comes to, I'm not sure, but I'll certainly take this run of form that we're on now. Is there um, a bit of regret behind it, obviously? Because, obviously, the relegation's been confirmed now. But, you know, if this, this sort of form come in, you know, six weeks earlier... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's always a case of if, what, some if, buts and maybes. But you'd rather the form come than than not at all. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think going into step four next year, I think we, you know we're going to have to hit the ground running. And I think the team that Nani's building now, there's certainly some components there that I'd, I would expect to see in there. The likes of you know Michael Harriman in defence, Luke, Luke Massingham, um Miguel Lopez de Matos playing left wing back. I think he's been superb when he's been in the side. Um, Obviously, we've had a few loan players and I'm, I'm sure there's players in the team that won't be here next year. But I think we are starting to see the components of a Chris Nunn team now and I, and I hope that can continue into next year. Any remnants left of uh, Andy's team still? Um, Andy Peaks or and, um, is it Burgess. Burgess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... Was that a nostalgic appointment, Matt? Just because um, he's a club legend, they brought him on board? I mean, I mean, hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? I, I remember when he, he was appointed... Um, it, it was met with real optimism by the fans. Um, everyone was really excited to see how it would go because I think Andy Burgess is a, is a very different style of manager to, to Andy Peaks. Um, 
I think it's it's very rare in football you, you change the manager when you're doing well. Yeah. So so for us, obviously, it was a big shock when Andy Peaks left. Perhaps someone like a Chris Nunn, who is very similar to Andy Peaks, would have been the ideal appointment at that stage. I, I don't know. Like I say, you know, hindsight is a wonderful thing. But I mean, Andy Burgess, I mean, obviously, you know, had his struggles at the club. He, I, I mean, I, I got behind him to the very end because, you know, me being a supporter, that, that's what I do. Uh, got on with him really well. Uh, you know, doing all the interviews and stuff like that, we, we got on really well. So it, it was a shame to see the way it ended, but I think it was the best thing for him, the best thing for the club that they sort of parted ways. I, I think I could tell in the last sort of few weeks it was getting him down and obviously supporters were r rightly getting frustrated. You know, obviously, you know, being, I think we were second bottom, maybe even bottom at the time, you know, people will be asking questions because obviously yeah. last year we had such a great year, finishing sixth, hitting a cup final. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about why you know that's happened like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I it, it's always a difficult job in, in management. I think a lot of people underestimate how tough it is. But um, you know, Andy Burgess, he, he, he tried his best. It just didn't work. Yeah. So you talk about this team that Chris is building now. And, um, obviously, with the relegation, is he? I assume he's, he's there next year. Yeah, no, I presume he will be. Um, I think he said in an interview once, not with me, I think it was with John Dunham, he said he he will be here as, as long as Rushton want him, yeah. which, I, which I think is great to hear. Um, I remember uh, um, in our first interview, he spoke about always, you know, having an eye on this job. Um, I've heard plenty of other people say, you know, this is the job that, that Chris wanted. Um, I, I know we tried to get him previously. I know we were close to getting him previously for, for one reason or another that, that it, didn't, it didn't happen at the time. But I think the main thing is he's here now. I think he's exactly what we need. You know, he's local. Did he's he got. Any from Kempston? Or? Um, I don't think he bought any from Kempston. No, not at all. He, but he had. Um, he signed a guy called Mo Jala. I can't remember if he was from Kempston, but I know he played with Chris at Kempston. But he he's left anyway um, because um, he's since been offered a pro contract in Sweden. Uh, but other than that, no, I don't think he's bought anyone from Kempston with him. But like I say, he, he's local. He, he's got plenty of contacts. He's got. You know, so much pedigree at this level. He's been promoted out of step four before. So, who better to lead us into step four, really? Yeah, nice. Um, what has he obviously he's brought a bit of stability to the club then as well? When you're saying obviously performances have been improved, but um, how quickly did that change when he came in? Was it was it an instant thing? Obviously, the results weren't. Instant. No, no. I think was, was the difference noticeable. Um, it, I think it took him a while, you know, as I said, as I said at the top, he, he did make wholesale changes, but that wasn't instant. It took him a while to, you know, get players out, bring players in. Um, it, it was quite a, a lengthy process and obviously it's an ongoing process because no doubt come the summer he's going to want to make more changes. Um, but I think there has gradually been an increase in performances. I think defensively we look we look so much more secure now i think we honestly it's been a running joke on radio diamonds the amount of time we went without a clean sheet i think it was like 36 games or something without a clean sheet we've now kept four and five and you know that you know that we're starting to see that that tangible progress now from a from a defensive point of view goal scoring has obviously been a problem as well i think we are still the lowest scorers in the league but i think we've scored like 10 in our last four so again there is progress being made in that respect. You, you, you look at the form guide, I think only well, at the time of recording, only Redditch have picked up more points than us in the last five. Yeah. So I think, you know, as a commentator, having to, you know, research all these stats throughout, throughout the season, it's been tough, obviously, because all the stats have not made for good reading. But now you look at them, you know, you, you get a bit of a smile on your face. You can see that there is that, you know, evidence in, in stone there that, that Chris Nunn's making that progress with the team. I bet Sned as well chose to be keeping some clean sheets now as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we're just <laughs> chuffed to have him because he, he's an unbelievable goalkeeper. Um, and I, I, I'm sure, I'm, a, I'm sure, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he like an under-16s or 17s Welsh international? 
England, I think he played for England C, I want to say, because I, I read somewhere that he came on for Jordan Pickford in, in an England youth game once. Um, I, I don't know if that was for England C or one of the England youth teams. Yeah, yeah, no, he did play for England as, as a youth, and, and I mean, you can see why with some of the performances he's put in. And you know, I'm, I'm not the only Russian fan that will say that Sneds is the best in this league. And, and you know, um, rival fans have mocked me for that, all saying, that, well, how can he be when you've conceded all his goals? But genuinely, honestly, you, you just have to watch him yeah, to see how good he is. He makes so many incredible saves. He, he's kept us in games both this season and last season. He got our player of the year last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he got it again this year. I mean, obviously, there's been so much player turnover. We've had so many players come and go. But he's been that one constant for us. And, you know, the fact that he's now wearing the armband, I think, is testament to him and, and his quality. Yeah. Looking at them six games, I'm going back to that quickly. Obviously, mm. there's some top teams in there, obviously, looking at their positions in the league. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on is that Tamworth game. Um, obviously Do you know the backstory of Tamworth? No, not Because I know a little bit, but I'm sure Joseph knows a bit more. But obviously, Champs has gone to Tamworth with Yeah, yeah. So obviously, Peaksy went there last February, took Champs with him. What controversial uh, at that point, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. Did he take Buddy with him as well? In the summer. So how it happened was, so obviously Pixie went in February, took champs with him straight away, and Tom Chapman. Um, it was only ever going to be a short-term thing for for Chappers. He, I think he stopped in the summer because he had his, his second child on the way, so that was only ever going to be a short-term thing. Uh, but when it got to the summer, he took Tim Duddin with him, who was one of our coaches, part of the scholarship program as well. Yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously took bit, uh, Bully and, uh, and Collard and, and a few others as well. Um, and he's had a bit of stick for it. You know, a lot of people say, no, he's only taking the players that he knows. But I think the way I look at it, he's taking the players that he trusts. And you can clearly see, you know, Tamworth up there now. It's clearly not not, not the wrong decision to take those players. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously going into those games, this we've played them a few times now this season. We played them in the FA Trophy, got beat 4-0. I mean, I don't think it was a 4-0 game, but if you lose 4-0, you can't say you deserve to win. Um, because didn't they leave to go to Tamworth literally two weeks after you played them or a week after you played them? Because no, so it was a couple, couple of weeks before. So yeah, so yeah, so so he scored. It was I think it was was it December we played? Yeah, it was so December we played them. Obviously, Buddy got that goal. Uh, I, I, the VM I remember contact, honestly. That was the first time I've been to Tamworth, and honestly, it's probably well I've had some great memories there, as I'm sure we'll touch on later. But um, but yeah, obviously we won that game one 0 a few months later, um, he goes to Tamworth, um, and then obviously we go into this. Um, no, not sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Um, a couple of weeks after he goes to Tamworth, we played him at home in the league. We go, we go two 0 up, but we we draw two all. And at this point, we still had the likes of Bully and Collard playing for us, so we still had all of his players. It was a, it was, it was that sort of period where Andy Peaks was still getting to know his Tamworth team. I think he'd only made one signing at the time. Um, but just coming ahead to this season, we've played them in the league and the trophy. Got beat in the trophy, as I say. Uh, we got beat at home in the league, even though I thought we played pretty well. Um, and Collard's goal at that, at, in that game was certainly a bit of a contentious one, but it happens. Um, it, it does happen. I, I, mean, I, I love Alex Collard. I, I've not got a bad word to say about him, yeah. uh, but I, I wasn't happy when he put that one in. Yeah, I bet, um, I bet, yeah. And then obviously, I'm sure we'll touch on it a bit more, but the, the two all a few weeks ago, it was just, just an unbelievable game of football in front of over a thousand people. They're going for the league obviously we were already down so no pressure for us it was just a, a, a day to enjoy which we did bit of a famous um, line from you there wasn't there yeah game. I mean well, well a couple of goals to be fair obviously Louis Pinto Lite with an absolute worldie in the first half and I think 
as, as, as a commentator, I prefer the first goal because I feel like my delivery of the commentary was a lot better on that one. I think on the second one. Sort of on the second one. Yeah, the second yeah. one, I think my professionalism just went out the window. <laughs> uh, but I think, uh, but it's just, I think in football as a fan, it's just about moments. And, you know, at, at that point, obviously we didn't go on to win the game, but at that point in my head, I'm thinking we've just scored late on to beat yeah, top of the league exactly away. That. Obviously, Andy Peake's there as well and all the factors around that. I know I know the fans have been looking forward to this game for a long, long, long time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it was it was just a wonderful moment, obviously seeing the away end, you know, throwing the beers all up in the air and celebrating and the players celebrating in front of us. Yeah. I like, think one of those in there is um, somebody that works for Russian and Diamonds and I've got to give him a bit of a shout out. It's a fellow called Mark Rust, you might know him. Yes, yeah. Um, he was at that game and he was giving it stacks on Facebook and his socials uh, the week before giving it I'm away I'm on the piss at Tamworth let's see what happens and, and thankfully for him it was kind of the result he was looking for yeah so he, I mean he was at training this afternoon and he was buzzing yeah buzzing to say that it, honestly it was, it was a great day I mean it's, it's it's a weird feeling as well and Chris Dunn said it in the interview we're disappointed not to win, but we're still really proud of going there and you know going toe to toe with you know one of the top teams in this league. I mean, we were hanging on at times. You, you would be against top of the league, but we defended so so well. I mean, like I say, Michael Harriman coming into the centre of defence, I I, yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't speak any higher of him. He, he's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Charlie Wall on loan for MK. I thought he was brilliant that day as well. Ryan Hughes, um, one of very few players who actually played for us last season to still play for us now. Um, but no, I thought. The whole of the back five uh, were excellent uh, against a team like them. We score a lot of goals. Dan Creaney as well. I mean, that that guy is just a freak. And we kept him quite. I think. Well, he, I don't think he scored. No, Ty Deacon got both. But yeah, we, we've kept the best striker in the league quiet. And uh, you know, I think that's testament to our defenders and, and how well they did. Uh, well, uh, well, I've got your audio of your commentary. I'm going to drop it at the end of the episode. Oh, so no. I, no I, I, obviously, I, I, if it's all right with you, like. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, he, yeah, he, sent no. Me, he sent me it yesterday. I went, have a look at this. Yeah, hey, right, so. Put the sound on. So I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching it with my lap, and I'm thinking, he sent me a blue And I'm thinking, I can't show it because I'm thinking it's something a bit naughty. Then I look at it, see it's a football. I'm like, okay. So I bring the phone down a little bit more. Turn the sound up, and I'm thinking, I'm okay, I'm okay. It's not that naughty noise that obviously you're in trouble for. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching, it. I'm watching it. It's attached to the car that I'm in. It's Bluetooth. Oh, even worse. And it's loud. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> shit. You, the, the funny thing, was, the funny thing about radio as well is like, I mean, as we were just saying off off camera, like. We're quite a basic setup. It's just an iPad and a couple of pairs of headphones with an adapter. So the audio can sound a bit rusty at times. So when you play it on full volume, it's like it, it, it's like <laughs> your ears are bleeding afterwards. But honestly, it, like for, for moments like that, you, you you just let yourself go. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a commentator, but I'm a fan of Russian yeah, first and yeah, foremost. That's, I mean, that's, really so, that's why it's so good. The passion just come out. Mm. And yeah, well, I was watching it in the office at work. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, just laughing, it's class, so I loved it. But that's what you want, man, and I didn't pick results. No, definitely, but, absolutely. Um, how, obviously, you said proud of performance there, but was, you, was, was there a bit of disappointment when that? Their second goal, wasn't it? Made it to certainly, win. yeah, certainly. I mean, because you know, you're, you're that close to probably the result of the season in the yeah. Southern League, you know, bottom of the league, beating top of the league away, and obviously all the subplots around that. Of course, it had to be Ty Deacon who got both their goals, the man who scored so many for us last season um, to, to ruin the day for us. But, but no, I mean, if you'd have offered us a point before the game, we absolutely yeah. would have took it. And I think, you know, for Russian fans as well, I mean, personally, I'm, I'm not bitter or anything towards Andy Peaks. I, I know some people you know aren't as you know generous in that respect but i think for the russian fans they'll be pleased to have you know dented tamworth's title hopes and 
I think the way the league's going now, it, it probably will be Colville that, that win it. I mean, again, we might touch on that later on, but I, I, I do think it's Colville's to lose now. Yeah. No, Obviously, two weeks later, you, uh, you drew with second in the league as well, like so. I mean, big results in the last six. Yeah, no, yeah, we've had we've had some great results against some of the top teams this season. Obviously, Leiston at home the, the day we got relegated. Obviously, it was a sad day because our relegation was confirmed, but nil-nil. It's a team like them who score so many goals. Obviously, we had to make a penalty save as well with Sneds. Um, and again, like I said earlier, I think we deserve to win that game. I mean, you wouldn't have thought as a neutral watching that game that we were the team bottom of the league. I think we had more chances. We, we could have easily scored one or two. And other than the penalty, I don't really remember many chances where I thought Leiston were going to score. So, um, I mean, that was a positive result. Obviously, Tamworth, we mentioned, beat Nuneaton earlier in the season at home. So, on our day, we, we are good for a scalp in the league. We are quite good for that sort of thing. And we've still got to play Russia Olympic at home, who have always had our number. But they've got to come to us on a Thursday night. And, and it's it's always tough for, for those sorts of teams coming coming across the M6 to Hayden Road on a midweek. It's it's not ideal. And that, I mean, Nuneaton, prime example, when, when we beat them 2-1 earlier in the season on a, on a Tuesday. So we've certainly got it in us to do it. It's just about, you know, everyone being switched on and, and at it on the night. Just, just going back to some of your results there, I see that you played Bedford Town. Yes. Is that Rennie House Bedford Town? It is Rennie House Bedford Town. Oh, that got, it's a cop on Twitter at the minute. You got yourself in the shit, didn't I, you? I, I, I don't follow him on Twitter, so I haven't seen much of it. But I think he called out another team about drinking. Something, there's something on Twitter, basically, where he's called out another team and he's giving it stacks and it didn't work out. Yeah. And he's not took it very well. Yeah. The stacks back. And you just think, Rennie, mate, you're an ex-professional footballer. You've done the rounds at like some very high clubs. Mm. Were he championship at one point? I think so, yeah. He played for Peterborough or somewhere yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. He was hot. Yeah, and um, <laughs> he's on the pulse. <laughs> um, and you've got to think, surely you know, Rene. Yeah, you've got to know a little bit more about being a professional in that sense. Get you now at yeah. Bedford Town with all due respect. But have a, have a bit of like yeah, substance about yourself I mean I mean, some players deal with it better than others obviously I don't think he actually got on that day but but it, I mean it was a brilliant day obviously Bank Holiday Monday we had a bit of a crowd turnout um, and after them beating us 6-1 earlier in the season it was obviously nice to get a bit of revenge on them 4-0 um, um, and, and to be fair I thought Bedford actually played alright first half I just thought we were ruthless on the counter attack they've come to Hayden Road they've tried to get the ball down and play but if you've seen Hayden Road that's not a great idea to do that we, we, we were very efficient <laughs> <laughs> we were very efficient on the day. We just put balls in behind, get That's likes like of Jensen and Joel on it. No comment about Hayden Road whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, so, but sometimes Hayden Road can work to our advantage in that respect. You know, I think when we beat St Ives on not New Year's Day, it was the second of uh, January. I think because they're so used to playing on 3G, they've tried to get the ball down and play. They struggled with that. And, you know, us knowing our home ground, we, we, we just put the ball into areas, we chased it down, we forced them into mistakes. And I, and I think that's generally been how we've, we've scored some of our goals this season. You know, I, I, it's always tough, you know, sometimes watching a team, you know, play playing the way we do sometimes, but you, you have to, you know, with, with Hayden Road. and. It, it is enjoyable when you know we're on top form, and when when we're not, it, it's tough. But but no, certainly that, that Bedford game was a very enjoyable one. No, good. What what are the fans like that at Diamonds? Obviously, what, what, how how many did you get really? Like, um, yeah, I think our average this year is around three four hundred. Um, I mean, I think given the way the season's gone, there was naturally going to be a bit of a drop off from last year. Um, but but honestly, they're they're a really loyal bunch. You know, I think um, they. 
they can be ruthless at times, but equally they'll get behind the team. And one thing that I think has been great to see since Chris Nunn has come in is that sort of unity with the fans and that kind of, not that resignation that we're down, but it's kind of like, forget the league table, we're just going to turn up on a Saturday, get behind the lads and, and, and see what happens. And I think it's been great to see all the fans rallying around and some of the atmospheres we've had um, have been fantastic this season. You know, like that Leyston one at home, like when we had Nuneaton at home, Kings Langley as well, that was a great day. So, you know, when our fans are on it, you know, Hayden Road can be a real fortress, especially away from home. I mean, I, I genuinely believe we've got the best away fans in the league. Um, you know, when when they all get up there, they, they get on the beers and they, they get behind the lads, you know, it, they, and the players really do appreciate that as well. And I think it just strengthens that connection even more. Yeah, nice. I always say, they're going all the away games and that. The fans amongst themselves have connections as well, wouldn't they? A little bit of yeah. same, same crowd going every week. And, do you know what I mean? You make friends that way, don't you, as well, and just enjoy Definitely. And I think that's the beauty of non-league as well, especially at this level. You know, you, you're walking around the ground, you know pretty much every face. You, you, you wouldn't necessarily get that if you're going to a Premier League ground or a Championship ground. Everyone knows each other and I think, like I say, that it just strengthens the that, that sort of camaraderie and that spirit even more. Yeah. I assume you know uh, Scott Spadey, is it? Scott Stapley, Stapley yeah. Stapley, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's some achievement, isn't it? 500 games he's been. Yeah, no, I know Scott quite well. Uh, we, um, we've we done uh, the podcast together, the Russian Ranting podcast. We do the that's interviews. Growing, um, not at the moment, no. I mean, hopefully we can bring it back in the future. I think yeah. it's just because availability of everybody and um, obviously the season going the way it has I think it not died a death but I think, I think we just sort of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we just sort of put it to one side um, I'm sure we'll come back to it in the future but yeah with, with Scott obviously it's a, it's an amazing achievement 500 games 500 competitive games I, I don't know if anyone else has done that I might be wrong but it's some achievement you know to obviously where the cuff started um, in step six and with the youth team as well to, to follow every single game up until now it's an astonishing achievement and and that's something that no one could take away from him so fair play to him uh, that's good yeah class um, so obviously your role at Diamonds you do obviously the match day commentary mm-hmm. um, do you obviously and the radio yeah, Are you involved anywhere else? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, my main role is the commentary, and, and it always has been. Uh, that's always been my sort of main role since I started in. I think it was twenty eighteen. It was when I was sixteen. Um, but I've I've helped out in all assets of the club. Like um, we we do the interviews for AFCID TV after the games. Uh, we still do them now. Um, obviously, the podcast which we mentioned. I've helped out on the social media, written some bits and pieces for the website. So lots of different sort of media roles. I think where it all started. Um, just to take it back, I was doing a media course at college uh, over in, in at Tresham in, in Kettering. Kept that bit quiet. <laughs> um, and it, it started as work experience. There's a couple of people that my parents knew who go to the games and uh, we were just looking for work experience. And they said, well, why don't you try Russian Diamonds? They're, they're looking for, for media people, people to help out on commentary and bits and pieces. So I remember I, I went down, I think it was St. Ives at home um, early in the season and uh, di- didn't expect to be doing anything. I just thought I'd go down there, see what the commentators do and, and see how it all works and just watch the game, just enjoy it. Um, so first half, watched them. I thought, you know, this is, this is quite good stuff, this. Um, and they actually said to me, it was Paul Judd, he turned around, he said to me at half time, he said, um, do you want to come on and have a go second half? I was like, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, no, absolutely nothing about the players or anything like that, but I'm happy to come on and give it a go. And uh, I did and... Uh, People seem to like me, which is always a good start. Um, 
and really, really enjoyed it. But, you know, there's so many great people at the football club who, who got me involved. John Ward, obviously Paul Judd, who I mentioned, I still commentate with him now. Um, Bruce Greenberg, Oddie Mortimer. I think Mitch was doing it at the time as well. Forget his surname. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> but no, so, so many great people who have who have not, not only got me involved, but kept me involved as well. Because obviously, you know, when you get into it and you do more commentaries, you do start to think, you know, how are people, you know, receiving this commentary? Do they like it? Do they like me? You know, and you do wonder those things. But, you know, I've had so many positive messages from people. So many people, you know, have come around and met me at the ground. And it, it, it's just been, it's been an amazing experience. Um, and, you know, like I say, we were talking about non-league and, you know, how special it is. And I think... You don't get that height. You can't just walk into a Premier League ground and go, oh, let me do some commentary. You know, mm-hmm. that's something you can do at this level. And people people like that and people respect it. And I've, I've made so many friends who I'm, I'm sure will stick with me for life through Rushton. Obviously, that first game then at Diamonds, was that you hooked as a fan from that day? Yeah, I mean, I, I followed... Pre-area when they, when yeah, they were so I the was, yeah, so yeah, I went to Den Park quite a bit as a, as a kid. I was, I was very young at the time, so I don't remember many games as such, but I remember watching the likes of, you know, Billy Sharp. And oh, I remember Tom Billy and, the Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching all those players and obviously the, the ground as well. It, it, it was mesmerising. It, it really was. Um, I think I, like a lot of people, sort of fell out of it a bit when uh, the old club sort of demised. Um, always followed the progress of AFC, R&D, but I think me being as young as I was, I was still at school, couldn't get to games. Um, I think, like I say, I sort of got back involved when I got to college and I could get myself to games and, you know, try out Hayden Road and see what it was like. And like you say, Sam, I just got hooked on it ever since. You know, I've, I wouldn't say I became a fan because I always was, but I sort of reignited that sort of, you know, passion for it. I was able to go start going to more and more games, doing more and more commentaries, getting more involved. And you, you just can't take me out of it now, as, as much as my parents would like to see me sometimes. <laughs> they, they, they just let me crack on with it, and it, it's been great fun. And as you said, with the non-league book, once it gets you, it's got you. It has. And you, and you just in. Yeah. Before you know it, you've been to 6, 12, 18 games. You're like, where, Absolutely. Did, where did that come from? How yeah. did that happen? Yeah, before you know you know, you, you've never heard of Leicester, and suddenly you're there on a Tuesday night after work, and it's, it's like, you just wonder why you do it sometimes. i that doing the Spartan League with Rawns at the minute. Yeah. Going to clubs and going to, I didn't even know this place existed. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you get some tracks down there. Off, Even like when you go into step four and step five, you get some tracks like some, some really long ones. away is not pleasant. Yeah, not ideal at all. I mean, I've never been there myself, but it, it doesn't bother. sound ideal. Don't bother. <laughs> 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 step <laughs> Speaking of that, what's the worst and best ground you've had this season? So many good ones. Um, I think Hennesford, um sad to see them go down because they're a proper good setup. Really good stadium. Definitely, definitely. National League standard, step one or two. Uh, really, really good ground. Um, Bromsgrove, Stourbridge, g- generally a lot of the Midlands ones are really, really good. Known in the FA Cup, in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat Northampton, I think, once. Um, so, yeah, so, some real big clubs out there. Um, but the, but there's there's loads across the, the country. I really, I really like going to Hitchin, especially. Uh, I've got some friends down there. Um, and it, it's just a nice family feel around, around that place. So, yeah, lo- loads of good ones. I think. It doesn't work. It doesn't worse ones. I be mean, careful. Be careful. We like our list of base. Thank you. Uh, there's not many grounds I've come out of and thought, you know, I really didn't like that. I mean, some grounds are less accessible than others. Like Alv Church, for example, it's it's hard to get into, and the pitch is obviously a big slope. Uh, <laughs> I, I always say of Alv Church, half of it's in the NPL, half of it's in the Southern South. Um, <laughs> 
uh, Royston, it, it, Royston's not, you know, it's, it's, it's Hertfordshire, so Ooh. yeah, just North Hertfordshire. Not not a bad journey, to be fair. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's not one for the purists. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's some tough ones at times, and I'm, and I'm sure when we go down next year, there'll be a few more of them. But but no, I, I mean, generally, I like all the aways because you know. You know, everyone enjoys an away day, don't they? You know, traveling, following your team, going somewhere that yeah, you just wouldn't it, normally go to. So yeah, it's 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 always enjoyable wherever we go away from home. Uh, looking back at the club, then they've um, obviously announced the season ticket prices today, didn't they? Yeah, I think they're keeping them the same they for are, next yeah. year. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's something about the club, doesn't it? They put it out to a vote to the fans again. Yeah, I mean g- generally. All the decisions like that go to vote. Obviously, it's a volunteer-run club. It's 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 a members-run club. So big decisions like that and and kits and all that sort of thing will will go to the vote. Um, I think is, is that learned from prior mistakes of maybe when I'm not sure how to say this without picking people out. So I'm going to skirt around the op- the answer big style. Has <laughs> it gone to a public vote because of previous issues that have arisen when previous people made decisions that the, the fans weren't happy with? Yeah, I mean, po- quite possibly. I mean, how did, where did I do skating around that? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the whole voting system's always been in place for AFC. Um, fans are always able to vote on those sorts of things, which I think is really good because um, it you know it keeps everyone in the loop and everyone feels involved. Um, I think with the season tickets as well, sorry, not season tickets, season prices get admission prices. I think great to see the fans voting for the same price i think it, it would be it would be easy to vote for the lower one so you yeah, could get in yeah. a bit cheap and save a bit of money but it's great to see so many people vote to keep it the same because i think they know that the club need that money at the moment obviously financially it's it's been quite tight for a while um i think it we've certainly in step three we've been punching above our weight for, for quite some time so i think the fans recognizing that and votes keep it the same i think is, is really important and and again you know it just shows that connection that the fans have got with the club everyone you know knows you know the situation we're in and, and they're all doing their bit to to, to help the club how much it is a season ticket season ticket i i want to say the early bird price is like 179 <laughs> i i think yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a guesstimate. Did you see, uh, that's what I said, they released the season ticket price on the same day that see Fulham's new season ticket, so I'm saying, uh, eight grand, wasn't it? Three grand. Most expensive ticket. In the river bank. Was that, was that Fulham? Yeah, in that new stand they've got where the Michael Jackson Jesus. Stand. Jesus. That's, that's, that's lovely for you, there you go. The most expensive ticket in world football nowadays, uh, I'm saying. To watch Fulham? To watch Fulham. I mean, sorry Fulham fans, but I mean, three grand, wow. I think I've done Fulham over. It cost me eight quid. I was well chuffed as an island fan. There you go. It, but the thing made me laugh. Brian Parler was a talk spot. He went, oh, he's a little bit hot, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Your mum went to him. Adam Brazil went to him. A little bit hot. It's a good <laughs> session out there, But um, No, that's class. Though. The club, obviously, kit vote as well. Mm. The third kit for next season. That's gone to the fans as well. Yeah, and no, obviously that was released obviously today when we were recording this. Um, I mean, we were talking about it off camera, weren't we? Re- really interesting to see a lot of people split on, on the kits. Obviously, you've got, I think there's a red one, there's a mint one, there's a dark blue one, and there's one that looks like, as Biff said, the TV's broken. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I mean, only Biff would say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, me personally, I, I quite like the red one, but I, I think it looks the cleanest of them all. I think some people have looked at that and gone, not the red one, because that goes back to when we weren't doing so well with the original R&D. Um, but I mean, uh, to be fair, I'm not... Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not overly bothered which one which one gets it. I mean, it, I mean, just ultimately, you know, 
there'll be a good portion of fans that are quite happy because ultimately it's going to go to a vote and the majority of people are going to get what they want. So, I like the mint one. I think that's mint one's all right. Busy working for Darlings <laughs> today, mate. Joe, <laughs> yeah. you know I, I do like the, the mint and the navy one. They're quite, I think I'd be interested to see what they'd be like with like a white sponsor or maybe a black sponsor because it's like a pink sort of sponsor, isn't it? Which yeah. which looks interesting on those colours. But I mean. What a polite way of saying he didn't like it. Interesting selection of colours. Whichever one it is, I'll still buy it. That's 100% what I'll do. Because <laughs> I'm one of them. He's digging out a sponsor. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, a new sponsor. No, no, the sponsors. No, I mean, the sponsors have obviously been a great help to the club. I mean, obviously, I don't know what happened with the previous sponsors earlier in the season, but it's great that we've had someone willing to step in. Rebel Energy coming in to, to help us out has been great. Obviously, Alex Raspin striking that deal has been really important for the club. Um, so, yeah, long may that partnership continue. Ah, fair play. Um, just obviously, before we move on from Diamonds Out, I just wanted to ask you, I meant to ask a little while ago, um, Harriman coming in. Mm. How did that come about? Obviously, he's won the playoffs, didn't he, with the Cobblers? I have no idea how that came about, but I'm all for it yeah. because he's been magnificent since he's come in. I mean, obviously, as you say, he got great pedigree with Cobblers, won promotion with them to League One. Only Was he a few out of football? I think he retired from the pro game and then he came back into it with Bedford at the start of the season. Played for Bedford for a bit. Uh, by all accounts, didn't really like it there. Um, yeah, yeah, same league. Yeah, um, I think he had. A, I think he might have had a month out after that, and then he he's come into us. Um, I think he took a few weeks to to get some match fitness because obviously he hadn't played for a bit. Uh, but but since he has been in the side, he, he's been magnificent. I mean, I was expecting him to play as a full-back because everyone knows him as a right-back, but he's sort of slotted into the centre of that three, which I think for someone of his stature you wouldn't necessarily expect, but I think yes, he's, he's been... pretty short, isn't he? He is, yeah. Five... Still three inches taller than oh, you, though, But do you know what? He, he's got such a good footballing brain and he, and he controls that defence so well. He, he's got the guys either side of him that will head it, kick it. He's just able to control things, step in when necessary, and he's been great. Chris Dunstan about locally the goalkeeper if you need another ex-cobbler <laughs> as, as long as Stets is here I'm, I'm happy I'm a happy chappy with that so I put a tweet out earlier as well um, just sort of get some questions for yourself there yep um, so I met Reese covered here but we'll, we'll put you on the spot and we'll, we'll get you to name one I think I've seen a few of them yeah <laughs> um, so is it uh, Beck Howell yep uh, which uh, Southern League Central Ground will you miss the most obviously you said about a few but we're, we're going to if if I don't say Stourbridge, she will hunt me down. Yeah. <laughs> she's a she's a Stourbridge fan. She's a good friend of mine. Um, but no, genuinely, Stourbridge is a really good one, which I will miss. I remember we went there. Presuming last... they've got the best hospitality as well, because that's the way I look at it. I'll miss the one that I've, gives me the best. Hospitality. I've, ne I've never been in the hospitality there, but the actual bar area and everything about it, it's just a really good traditional ground. It's a cheap pint. Honestly, best best lineup in terms of beer, best lineup yeah. in the league, bar none. Honestly, they're nice. brilliant. But. Um, Oh, you don't need no more beer. I, I, I can't remember what I had. It, it was that good. I can't remember what I had. Neither could you. Neither, it, was, yeah. it was an enjoyable one. Um, but no, honestly, it, it's a really good traditional ground. Uh, we went there last season when we drew one-one. They were, I think, they were second bottom of the league. We were mid-table. There was like nine hundred people there. The, the interest for the game was was brilliant. Not not so many this season, um, but. Really, really good ground. Uh, Hennesford that I mentioned earlier, proper stadium, great vantage point. Like as a commentator as well, you sort of high up on the halfway line, massive press roads, put all your notes on. If you someone like me who's really geeky and has all these notes, it's it's always useful to have that space. Um, but even some of the more you know like family friendly ones, like Hitchin, I touched on earlier, got some good friends down there, Freddie and Marak and, and the guys, and you know we've always been made to feel very welcome there. So gonna miss going to those grounds next year. Obviously. 
I suppose the positive for me is some, some new grounds to go to. Obviously, going to step four, depending on which league we go into. But uh, yeah, it was yeah, certainly. On the other hand, is there any ones that you're looking forward to at step four that you might anticipate going to? Do you know what? Right, for someone who's covered so many games and, and been all around, obviously locally, I've, I've never been inside Corby. I've, I've been outside Steel Park, but I've never been inside Steel Park to actually watch a game. So if we are in their league, I think it'd be great to obviously. I've been going one there. game there. It was a preseason against Rangers. Imagine how many were there. If it's if it's the Rangers I'm thinking of, then yeah, yeah they would have had a fair few. Yeah, the Scottish Rangers. The Scottish Rangers. There was fucking hundreds of people. <laughs> Could not move. The fake Scottish accents everywhere, amazing. <laughs> but no, yeah, some. I mean, it'd be great to have a North Ants derby next year. Uh, obviously, with, with Daventry and what's going on there, I think they're going to go down, aren't they? It's obviously sad what's happened with them. Um, obviously, Harborough potentially if we go into that league. Hells, I mean, if they stay down, uh, and then obviously you've got. Division One Central as well, so some some good clubs in there. I think out of the two leagues, I'd probably rather drop into that one. I think because that's where generally most of our players are based around there. Nunny's managed in that league before; he's been promoted out of that league. Um, so I mean, he knows that division at the back of his hands. So that, that's certainly the one I'd rather drop into. But if, if we go into the MPL, th then then that's fine. You know, we'll have some some big clubs, some good away games. I always enjoy the Midlands games. So we'll just we'll just you know take the card that we're dealt with. Does uh, Chris sort of agree with your thinking? Does he want want that want that league? I mean, I, I I haven't asked him the question. I'm I mean, I'm sure he'll, like I say, he, he'll just take whatever we're given. Yeah. But I'm I'm sure he'd like to go into that Southern League yeah. again because then he can attract the players that that he knows. I, I think what the I think the frustration for Diamonds is you know given where we are sort of geographically, we sit right on the border between the two leagues and we won't know until the summer yeah. whereas clubs like Bedford who have already gone down they know they're going to be in that league they're probably going to have that extra time to prepare and yeah. get players from around that area I'm, I'm sure it won't I'm sure it won't you know affect us too much but it, you know it's obviously not helpful not knowing until the summer where we're going to be yeah uh, fair enough um, I, I was going to put you on the spot again then and say give me a worst ground uh, if you could nail it on, onto one worst ground if I could nail it onto one be careful, we've got a few listeners in. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, the, the two that I mentioned, Alf Church and Royston, I, 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 it's not that I don't enjoy them, I think it's just they're, they're especially Alf Church is less accessible um, because, like, obviously, there's not many seats, the press row was, like, snapped in half <laughs> and it's difficult to park in there. So I think from an accessibility point of view, probably Alf Church, I mean, it's got a great view. Where, where you're sat and there's, like, the mountain backdrop, it, it's a great view. Uh, Royston is just a just a bit dull. I mean, I mean, I've, I've got no problem with Royston as a club at all. They they, they shared our commentary the other day because we're meant to be playing them tomorrow, so no problems with Royston at all. But the ground is a bit just, well, it's old school. It, it it depends on sort of what your your tasting ground is. Um, I've heard that Kings Langley's not great. I, that that's the only ground I've not been to in this league. We've still got to go there actually next week, so. Well, ask me again in about yeah. ask me again in about two weeks' time. I'll probably give you a different answer. But yeah, I mean, it, it depends on what you're going for. I suppose if I'm from a commentator's point of view, I'll probably go for Alp Church only because it's not great from an accessibility point of view. But again, nothing wrong with Alp Church as a club. I think they're a great club. Oh, it must be nice sitting on that fence, you. <laughs> Spinners in your ass there, isn't it? Fuck you. Politician's answer. Oh, I, need to, I need to learn from you because I am no politician. If I don't like somewhere, I'll be like, no, so-and-so is a shithole. Well, I don't care. You can't say Royston, but having them next year, add a bit of fuel to their fire, do you know what I mean? That's something I don't want to poke the bear before yeah, we play it, them tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's something I would do wholeheartedly. I love poking the bear. <laughs> 
Chris McCormack, is that your brother? That's my dad. That's your dad, sorry, yeah. Uh, top three moments of the season so far. <laughs> 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 I think Reese enjoyed that one. What was it? Top three moments, didn't we say? Um, Let me start again. Top three no, moments. No, because love that. He'll <laughs> love that. Oh, honestly, he'll love that. Um, top three moments. Is your brother Ross McCormack? He used to play for Villa, yeah. Fucking same now. Someone <laughs> tweeted an answer to his. No relation. Shot me. He could be. No relation. Believe it or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so how am I supposed to know? He just cut me out because you were. Don't you remember? That's my dad. Actually. Um, <laughs> top three moments. Thanks, Dad. There's been so. I mean, obviously, the way the season's gone, it's you know, it's easy for me to say, oh, we've not had many good moments. But from a context point of view, you know, there's been some great goals and, and stuff. Exciting, aren't there? It's big moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was buzzing when he when he when he joined because I've I've wanted him previously before he came. So when he actually arrived, and I was buzzing. And and honestly, Nunny is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Like, I've 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 always I've always known of him. Uh, I've seen him on social media, and you know how you know how popular he is and honestly what you see with him is what you get he, he's just such a nice guy he, he's he's been unbelievable with me he's been so supportive of our media work as well so it, you know like, like I say getting him in was a, was a nice moment um, I think Joel Anker's goal obviously at Tamworth is up there um, the Kings Langley game when we when we beat them 4-2 that was quite a special day because um, for, for a lot of reasons really um, because we were on a bad run at the time. Kings Langley, well, would say I've got a soft spot for them, but I've got a lot of family that are sort of from down there and the, and the surrounding villages. So it was always quite a big game for the family playing Kings Langley. Um, I actually wasn't doing commentary for the second half. So I did commentary first half. I think it was two all at half time. And then I went into the stands in the second half to enjoy the game. Um, and we would, we scored a worldy free kick and then we made it 4-2. I got the fourth goal on film where, where we're celebrating with the players and that went... Uh, quite big on social media um, so really enjoyable day that one that was definitely up there uh, Miguel Naguar's late winner against St Ives we, we, we've had a bit of needle with St Ives in the past so it was nice to get a bit, bit of a, of a local dab, yeah, yeah a bit of a local one so nice to get a late winner over them um, so yeah I mean how many have I got to write that down to three how many have I said five? I've probably said four there haven't I <laughs> I'll, I'll, I think that's four I'll give you those four um, no, that's sad, man. Um, one question I, I sort of got there was um Who's your player of the season so far? Player of the season? Uh, I mean, like, like I said to you, there's been loads of chop and change, so it, it's not been easy to pinpoint one individual. I suppose the, the obvious one would be Sneds. Um, obviously, defensively, we've struggled at times this season, but certainly these last few weeks, we've, we've really tightened up. But Sneds has just been that one constant in the team. He's been there almost every game. I think he had a couple of weeks out injured, but that was it. Um, you know, and... Even when even when we lose games, he'll still make two, three, four worldy saves, and I think he's that sort of consistent eight, nine out of ten every week that, that you can rely on. Um, I think I've rephrased the question: Who's your dark horse of the season? Dark horse in terms of player. Mm. Um, who's won at the beginning of the season? You looked at and think. Uh, I think, and then by the end of the season, you're like, yeah, he's class. There's not many that I've looked at and thought, oh, they're not really good enough. But someone who has caught my eye coming through the academy is Fraser Corden. And I, I wasn't expecting him to come through and, and play so many games, but he, he's been magnificent in the middle. Uh, came through the 23, so he knows the club really well. And he, he's played a lot of games in the centre of the park and I'm really impressed, I'm sure. 
he, he'll be a useful asset when we go down to step four. I think a, a lot of the scholarship lads as well, you I know. I think another one you've signed on, I think he's dual, um, dual registration is, is it Pharrell Anderson? Pharrell Anderson, yeah. He, ah, he's, he he, he's, I've seen him play for Kutner a couple of times, he's not played for the first team yet, but some of the scholarship lads have come through as well, like Pinto Elite has been unbelievable, whether he's played in centre midfield or, or wing back, he's been brilliant. Mitchell White, since he's come in, got his first goal on Monday. Uh, ben Goff, who's only played a couple of games for us, but not put a foot wrong. So, he so many. Could as well. Could no, yeah, he, yeah, he scored. Um, he scored the winning goal against Ketchum in that penalty shootout in the semi. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll play on Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, no, some really good young talent coming through. I think Fraser's probably been the most consistent out of them all reason being because he's played the most games yeah. uh, but certainly a lot of players in there that I'd, I'd love to go down into step four with there'll be a, there'll be a lot to come from for yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd love to see Pharrell step four for us I think he could be a real asset I mean what's he got 13 goals 14 goals this season something like that so yeah could be could be a real handful very humble as well yeah I mean, I, I mean I've not I've not met him personally, but I, you know, by all accounts, he, he's a good lad, and, and I think that's what we. And I think that's the most important thing with us at, at the moment. We need, you know, good characters and good lads in the dressing room because there's been a lot of chop and change. It's been hard to develop a squad and, and get that chemistry going. But I think the, one of the reasons we've hit this patch of form is because we've got a good group who are gelling together. And you know, if players can, like Pharrell can come into that next season, then that that would that would really bode well for the campaign. What's the um, attitude of the players like? Obviously, with that. Reckon most of them will be there next season as well. Um, I hope so. There's a lot of players there that I look at and think, yeah, I'd like you to come to step four with us. Um, I think it would probably make Nunny's life a lot easier as well because I'm sure he'll want to go out and sign some experienced players. But I think there's probably a handful of players now, especially some of the ones who have come through the scholarship program, who will be thinking, Do you know what, I'd, I'd rather have you in there than go and spend the extra amount of money to go and get someone who's more experienced. So it's, I'd love to go into next season with you know a Mitchell White in midfield or a Fraser Corden or a Pinto Lite, just players like that who I think could really excel at step four. Um, I think we'll be competitive whichever league we go into. Um, I do think we stand more of a chance of, if the target is to get straight back up, then I think we do stand more of a chance in the Southern Division. Um, but that, that's not to say we can't go into the NPL and, and, and cause some havoc as well. But I think in terms of the, the squad, I think that there's a good vibe around the group. I think a lot of them are, you know, pleased to play for the football club. Whereas I think previously at times we've had some players who have used us as a, as a bit of a stepping stone or, you know, they're not necessarily here for the right reasons. But I think there's a good group here that, you know, I'm not going to say they're, you know, they're rushed them through and through and they're going to stay for the whole careers or whatever. Because that's a, you don't get anything like that, do you, but at this level. But, you know, they, they want to learn their trade. They want to do their best for the club and, and, and they'll work hard while they're here. Right, so your, your time at Diamonds then, if you could sum it up in one word, what would it be? Incredible. I think that's the first word that springs to mind. There's many more I could use, but it's it's just been an unbelievable journey really. I, I didn't think I didn't think when I first started, well for one, I didn't think I'd be thrust into commentary straight from the first game, but no, it's been an incredible journey and there's been so many people who have supported me and, and the other media, media guys on the way. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, I, I, the guys I work with, Bruce, Ollie, Paul, so many more names I could list. I, I couldn't ask for a better team to work with. They're, they're, they've been magnificent. And uh, hopefully there's still as many of us going for, for step four next year when we go on a title charge. Oh, fair play. Sounds great. It sounds like loving your time there as well. So Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, yeah, it's fine. Uh, we're going to touch on a bit of a uh, bit more local football. Um, well, I would say a bit more local, it's all local, isn't it? But it is, yeah. It's um, UCL, obviously, we're coming to the end of the season now. Um, 
obviously firstly I want to give Newport Pagnell massive congratulations back to back past finals mm. um, so what, what, what can you say class have they got mates still no Ascot Ascot, is it Ascot FC? I think it's United, I want to say. Yeah, Ascot, yeah. United, yeah. Obviously, massive achievement, that is. Congratulations to them. Um, most highest finishing local team now with Wellington Town, finished third. Um, not finished yet. Not finished yet. Well, they've got three games left, but I mean, uh, they had a great season, and they? That's yeah, Jack Stone and Jack Kane have done a good job there. Yeah. Um, they've made the most of local loans. I think Neo from Kettering has done really well for them. Um, I think they had Dylan Hill from the Cobblers, who's now on loan at Harborough. Right. Um, saw him play a couple of games at Wellingborough. Is he not that? No, he's at Harborough. He's yeah. definitely at Harborough, yeah. Right. Neo played a game for us. He played, he played one game for us earlier in the season. Good player. Good player. Not that day. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, he wasn't the only one. We lost 5 0. So, <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. he's, he's a great player on his day. Wellingborough have got some very good players there. <laughs> yeah. um, and obviously, Jake Stone's an old hand at this kind of level, if, yeah. if I'm truthfully honest. They had that great run, didn't they, mid season, on a mm. 14 game win run, like, so. I mean, they've been dropping, I say dropping points. They've been, I say it's Drew's Cook now, didn't they? They've been dropping some points there the last couple of weeks, but I mean, sitting third, it's just a good season for them, isn't it? Kudos yeah. to the ground as well, because obviously, um, 18s there is my thing. Yeah. Um, I went there last night to pick up the kit before our damage game last night, and the pitch looks like a carpet, mate. Is it? Like really, really, really putting a lot of effort, a lot of work in there. Because it was the ladies' cup final, the Cobblers versus yes, Peterborough yeah, last yeah, night, yeah, yeah. which Peterborough won. They did, yeah. Um, but the pitch before was immaculate. Was it? Like immaculate. It looked like a football league pitch. Mm. Um, and sometimes I don't think Wellingborough really get their dues in that sense. No. That a lot of people have some kind of idea that Wellingborough is just like a bit of a flooded football pitch that yeah. is like right next to the river is a bit bit grimy but it's not that sense anymore like they've done a lot of things in the club the pitch is beautiful they've got people coming in sorting out the pitches every day and um, it's just it's just a better level than it previously has been at just a well-run club isn't it great infrastructure and, and you wouldn't be surprised to see him kick on next year maybe go for that sort of promotion yeah I don't think they're, they're not too far away from it really. I don't, I don't mean they can get it now but I mean it's it's still a great season finishing I think, are they bringing in playoffs at Step 5 next year? They are, yeah. So That's my understanding, yeah. Yeah, there you go then. They're, they're definitely going to be up there. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, next, next local team of Budbrook. I've not been over Budbrook. I only hear good things about them, though. Great so, setup. Yeah. Great setup. Um, really good community club as well. Um, and their 18s are phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've got that guy, Levon Stewart, or Levon. Uh, yeah, as I've been yeah, told, I keep saying it wrong. Levon Stewart um, from Urchie. Who's banged in fucking four million goals from Brook? <laughs> um, he scored five against me about three weeks ago, so yeah. you can add that to it as well. Yeah, yeah you were dreading that playing against him. But... Yeah, I was. And uh, as he looked at me and smiled as he scored his third fucking goal within the space of ten minutes, that was hard to take. But I obviously shook his hand after and told him if he did that again, I'd kick his fucking head in. So yeah, that went down well. But yeah, he's a good, he's a good lad. Um, definitely gonna have a career. I think probably one that Diamond should be looking at if I'm truthfully honest. Um, Get on the phone, Nani. Man, <laughs> absolute raw ability. Seventeen-year-old scored six in five when I was at Urchie. Like raw talent. Some great players that come out of Budbrook though, or, or that some that have been sort of to and from. Like I think Will Jones, who obviously came for our academy, he's at Budbrook now. Uh, Will Glennon, he's um, I don't know if you've seen him before. He's unbelievable. And uh, honestly, I, he, I think he's got. He got 25 goals from defence this season for them. Obviously came back to us because he was with us previously. And his debut, Bromsgrove away on a Tuesday, he steps up for a penalty, just dispatches it top corner. Like The confidence on the kid, he's like 20 as well. Absolute confidence on him is through the roof. Mm. Obviously just below 
work by Brooklyn's uh, Desborough. You know, you much about them. Obviously, good season for them. I know they were nearer the bottom, weren't they, for a little <coughs> while, but obviously climbed the table. Personally, don't too, know too much about them, but I know that we've. I'm not sure if he's dual wrecked or we signed him out right. We've got their left back. Um, their manager was really kind enough to sort us out with a left back, a um, young lad called Harry. Yeah. Very, very good player. Um, I'll, I'll be really upfront with you guys. I think the standard of 17 to 20 year olds in Northamptonshire is the highest it's been in absolutely years. Mm. Um, yeah, I agree with that. The ones that are coming through, if you didn't get told their ages, you wouldn't have guessed no. some of these ages. The way they play, just like you said with the penalty, yeah. the way they play, <coughs> the confidence they've got. I, I can't remember 17, 18 year olds. When I was 17, 18 year old, that was confident as good as these players. Like Fred Lanson is another one. What do you think that's down to? Do you know why? Do you think he's, he's just level of coaching gone up in yeah. the area? Yeah. Um, more coaches that are dedicated to the cause. Um, I, I was having this discussion with my assistant manager at Welly yesterday that from the beginning of the season to Christmas in the 18s was one level of football. From Christmas till February was another level of football, and then it stepped up from February to now. It's through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, God, some of the teams like. I'm going to call them out, but I'm sure they'll dig me back. Daventry Town. Beginning of the season, they were getting pumped. They're a, not a great goalkeeper. He's a mate of mine, so I can't really dig him out too much, but he wasn't the greatest keeper. Um, they brought in re- reinforcements at the 18 level, and now they're a force. Mm. They look class. Yeah. And then we just think that's due to the levels of dedication of people locally. Yeah. I think as well, like we see more and more <laughs> players from the likes of Northampton and Kettering and, and even Diamonds to an extent, extent sort of going down to those levels whether it's on Jewel Reg or Loan for example Courtney Lashley has been playing for us this season he's gone to, to Desborough I think he's playing right back for them at the moment but I think it just brings the level up as well and it encourages others to sort of well, not, not motivate themselves but they know they're playing for their place and I think that sort of bring they're, they're sort of bringing the best out of each other and and I think when that happens, you're going to see the levels rise and rise and rise, and, and that's when you're starting to see the, the performances and, and the results kick in. Obviously, then just like Desmond was cooked now, Biff was cooked now. I'm really impressed with them every time I see them, I think they've been class. Um, obviously, Cup final coming up Tuesday night. Are you going to be there? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. You'll you be there with you? Certainly will be. Yeah, yeah. Greece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, training, not training, not training. 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 Uh, we'll be there anyway. but. Um, Peter of Sports, obviously National League North, a big one National League North team in Ketchum already. Can they do these? Ooh, dig out Ketchum, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we certainly hope so, don't we? I mean, Peter Sports, as we were saying off there, I think the problem you've got with Peter Sports is they take this competition very seriously. Obviously, the the current holders as well. So but would it's... that be the same now they've, they've changed their manager? Because didn't the manager go to was it Scunthorpe? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Dean to Scunthorpe. And took um, um, Semi Ferris and a few others. Didn't yeah, you? I mean, and I think as well with with Peter Sports, they've not really got anything to play for now. I think they they are safe in, in, in step two. <laughs> you love it, don't you? Mate, I just know good football. <laughs> I know good football. He's a top player. I think he scored the second goal in the final last year, but because he literally we put everyone up for a corner and it just done us on the counter. And, and he's if you're a football manager, have a look at him. Uh, I tried to sign him. I couldn't even get him. He's like the hidden gem of non-league yeah, football yeah, managers. Yeah. He's unreal. He's, he's a really good player. He used to play locally as well. I'm yeah. sure he used to play for. I want to say Urchie maybe. Yeah. Somebody. So I, Dan Beeman at Urchie was telling me that he used to play locally somewhere. Yeah. Very good player. But yeah, I think I think if they, if they put in the performance that they did in the semi-final, Cook, no, they'll, they'll have a chance. I thought they deserved to beat Ketchum. They could have easily won the game in normal time. Um, so 
fingers crossed Biff and the lads can, can go and do it obviously Biff's a great friend of ours uh, every time I've been to watch cooking I think they've won so yeah, yeah, hopefully we can, yeah. we, can, we can keep that sort of yeah, I think that's the same with us isn't it no they lost oh, to Houston didn't they they lost to Houston yeah. yeah did they they draw. No, they lost. They we were a bit of gassing, weren't we? Yeah, they yeah. did lose. And they, they, <laughs> they played them the, the Wednesday after, and they drew to all. Yeah, so Alfie told us about that, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, but no, I've, I've been impressed with Cookno, to be fair. I think, was it about eight weeks ago, we were saying, we, we had a talk about the relegation in the league, and we were like, oh, are Cookno in, involved in that? And I think mean, you said, you know, Biff's too, he's too experienced, he knows what he's doing here. And look at him now, I mean, they're comfortable in mid-table again, and it's... Mate, I've got a lot of belief in Biff. Biff used to be like Afro at Richard Diamond, so I know from a first-hand point of view that Biff knows exactly what he's talking about. If there was any manager that's going to win you a cup final, without blowing my own, or Biff's the, Biff's the only one, if, if I got given an option of all the managers locally that would win me a cup final, Biff is your man. Yeah. He knows what to do. He's just too experienced not to know what to do. And he's got um, Batty with him as well. Um, yeah, I think it's Ryan Seagrove. I just know it was Ryan. Apologies on the surname. But those three together, very experienced heads, have been around the game a long time. Yeah. And if anyone's going to plot the downfall of Peter Sports, it's going to be Biff. Yeah. It's all right, Biff. You can pay me the tenner in a minute, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously below there, Rothwell. Um, they're in the relegation zone at the minute. Uh, they have got three games left. But they're big three games. I mean, I think they've got to win them all to get out of it. Mm. Uh, can they do it? It's against Bob and Cookner. It's a big, it's a big ask, isn't it? It's a big task, that, isn't it? The, the only thing I can say is, have they got anything to play for the other teams? Pagnall going to be. I don't know, will they take it for off the gas because of Wembley? No chance. Can Pagnall still go, Can they still get into the top two? Yeah, they can, but they, I was looking at this earlier, they have to win every game. Uh, is it Rugby Town have to lose their last three? Yeah. And I think there's got to be a 19 goal swing. So it's, yeah. It's, got, it's not going to happen, basically. Mm. Wow. Um, it's going to happen now. I'm not sure if he's still there, but I, I know a player at Rothwell, um, Ollie, that used to be at Wellington Town first team. Um, very, very good player. Um, if he has anything to do with it, then. Yeah. He'll try. Yeah. Um, really, really good player. I was really surprised when he went there, if I'm truly honest. But it's what it is, isn't it? It's a big ask, isn't it? With, well, 19 goals in three games, I suppose it's, 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 it's a big ask, isn't it? But it is. But obviously, after watching last night's football, you can score two own goals in the space of four minutes, can't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why went to bed last night? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Man United, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, let's talk boy, about Man United while we're here, boys. I'll put my boy to bed at 2-0 and he went, he said to me before we were ready, he went, if we lose 1-0 in the second leg, we still go 3-0. I said, yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah, don't worry about it, we're through. <laughs> But it was a fun conversation this morning. It was too old. He went, what? Too old? Yeah, I know. I know. Don't talk to me. He had the right idea going to bed early. Leads himself for the season, though. Watching any Man United make you go to bed, doesn't it? It's Andrew. Martin. Is he out now? He's out for the season. They were talking about his Achilles. Yeah, I saw Achilles, and I saw something about a fifth metatarsal break. I don't know what it is, but it's. He's out for the season. Whatever it is, he'll be out. He runs out for a few weeks as well. runs out as well, so we're back to Harry Maguire! <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be fun, isn't it? I mean, it's a good second leg because you've got Bruno out as well, Rashford out as well. Mm. We're in. <laughs> and it's away as well. Can we all watch this together? Yeah. And, then in, and then in our, um, our semi final in a. In a Can't dime to play. Free to get out. Against Brighton, we've got no Maguire, Maguire suspended, Leeds and Varane are injured, Shaw's injured. 
<laughs> just got Lindelof, centre back. <laughs> Wan Bissaka is centre back. Funny enough, I think I'm going to start watching Man United games again. <laughs> a few weeks ago any manager worth their soul coming through the non-league pyramid seems to stop off at Long Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of lot of them like um, Scouser Urchie I'm yeah, sure he was at yeah. Long Butby, and I'm sure maybe Biff has been at Long Butby possible not too sure I might be fucking bullshitting that one <laughs> but there's been, there's been a few there's been a few like higher end non-league managers around here that have passed through Long Butby. it's one of those ones where it's a nice ground for what it is do you know what I'm saying? And it's it's close to Northampton. It's one bus, uh, one train stop away, um, and it's just one of those ones where you want to take. Like I've took Finn there before, yeah. um, just because it's one of those grounds that's local and it's yeah. it's not yeah. a bad ground. Is it far from the train station? Literally two minutes at the road. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just walk up that big hill at the bottom of the train station. And it's on your right hand side. Oh, nice. But the walk from there to the ground is miles because oh. you come into it and there's like um, working men's club. Then you have to walk through the turnstile and then there's the pitch. But from there to there, it's like a good five-minute walk. Fucking hell, what's this all about? thought I'd turn the wrong way. But they're already I think I've been there, actually. I think I have been there. There's a social club in front of it. Liam's the assistant, isn't he? I have been there, yeah. It was against Pagnall for start early in the season. Of course you've been there. You've made up with Liam now, haven't you? We're not as bad as we were. I think he wants to come on the show as well, yeah. He does, yeah. And he wants to bring the long manager on with him. All right, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's a no. That's that's highly unfair, Reese. He's going to consider it, and then he's going to say no. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, Hang on a minute. I think we need to. He don't get on with Liam. I gathered. Yeah. Spartan South, Real Bedford. What do you make of what's going on now? I know they're not going to share, but obviously won the league. Confirmed now. Congratulations to them. But it's. You say it's big money flying around, but it's not big money as it is. Big Bitcoin flying around. Either way, it's well more... Big currency, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's big yeah. currency flying around. It's yeah. well more money than it's kicking around at 17 of the other 20 clubs in the yeah, league. exactly, yeah. yeah. Do you think... Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be up front with you, from a scouting point of view, because obviously we've got our scout system at Rawns, Rao Bedford is the best team in the league. Yeah. They live stream every single game when given permission and we put the, the game off so we've got the full game um, and we get full footage of teams that you're not necessarily going to get full footage yeah, of yeah. so at Diamond's level you can kind of get footage of every team can't yeah. you? somebody's got a video of somebody at yeah. least at our level it's a case of you'll get a 10, second, a 10 minute highlight reel 
or you'll be lucky and Barrow Bedford to stream the whole game. Hmm. The commentary is very biased, as you'd expect, but I'm presuming yours is as well. To a degree. Yeah, to a degree. Um, and they don't put the opposite team's numbers up, which is difficult for me. Um, and my OCD kills me. But as they go in the league, they're doing everything in the right way. They obviously want to be at your level, way and above, mm. and they're set up for that already. Yeah, everything's there in process, and I think they've got followers and fans that have bought yeah, shirts abroad everywhere. There's a, there's right? a page on Twitter. Um, I think it's real. I think it's Indianapolis in America. So the page, Real Bedford Indianapolis Twitter page, and I mean followers over there like it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, but I mean yeah, as footballing wise, unbelievable, isn't it? Um, I prefer rugby Vera personally. Do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are now third in the league. Yeah, but they play some class football. <laughs> Jesus Christ, they play good football. Absolutely tore us apart at Kiln Park. Did they? Yeah. Their yeah. movement, their positioning, everything was just... It's like watching, like watching Brazil. Yeah. They were class, mate. Their number nine at one point was playing centre mid. Yeah. And you know you think, where did he just go? <laughs> oh, she's there. <laughs> Very good team. Um, obviously, Chenick's then second in the league. Um, I mean, that's... It's a great season for them, isn't it? It is, yeah. It is. Um, I think we've got two games left, three games left. Yeah. That, that'll take them to 86 points. I mean, to get 86 points and not win the league. It's unfortunate, it isn't it? Is. It's unfortunate. <laughs> but, I mean, that's if they win the last three, obviously, as well. But, I mean, that's a class season, I think, for them. I think they'll be massively frustrated. They're not close to Real Bedford. When you look back at some of their fixtures, London Tigers, I hope bottom of the league, drew two all. Um, losing to your lads, Bournemouth on the first day, one 0 I wasn't there at that point, no. so I'm not. But paying you know what I mean? Like results like that. Yeah, but ultimately, Chen's are a really good setup. Really good people at the club. Yeah. A really family orientated club. Every time we take our kids there, yeah. they're nothing but welcoming, aren't they? No, um, and they let our kids play football at the back. Mm. And for dads to have half an hour away from the kid over there playing not football. bad is it beautiful beautiful um, and the facility is great the loyalty cards that they've got so when you have a buy a beer it's like um, a Tesco club card oh yeah loyalty points on a beer um, you've got a few from the weekend lad haven't you Angela <laughs> <laughs> let me scan his card a few times it'll be rolling in points um, apologies for the weekend as well mate I bet George is fuming he didn't scan his card did he yeah. apologies for that um, yeah but the, the comedy night was e- was exquisite well, wasn't it it was class remember, I can't remember <laughs> well, I can. There was there was a Scottish fella who was really funny. There was a fella from up north who was really funny. You you kind of fell asleep in your chair yeah, by that I'd point. So, yeah. um, and then the fella that was talking about the cruise ship, he was really funny as well. Yeah. The compare not so great, but hey, the rest of the, com- the comedy was good. Uh, but anyway, great great uh, great facilities there. But yeah, apologies <laughs> to Ant and Jamie there for Saturday. Well, I on. I don't think they're the only people you need to apologise to, oh, but. Next team down, Sylvie in fourth. Um, I haven't been there this season. I know it's a great pitch, great setup there, isn't it? Bolton, I know we had um, Aidy Man on last week, um, but Gary's only been welcoming to us when we've been there. Oh, yeah, of course, um, of course. I like Bolton, pitch is nice. Obviously, they had their issues, but that's down to. A bit of them, bit of the FA. Say what you want about it, but I did, I did see them. Their 18s play. Um, so my 18s didn't have a game last week. Funnily enough, it was that Owen Chenix. Um, and Owen Chenix absolutely took them to the sword. Yeah. Yeah. Four uh, nil, I think it was. By the time I left. Um, <laughs> but I think I think Ch- Chenix absolutely took it to the cleaners. Yeah. Um, but Moulton is the first team. Very good side. Um, but ultimately, I think they should be pushing a little bit higher in the league. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think. Like you said, Gary, I think it's a bit frustrating with where they are in the league as well, I'd say. Um, 
you say, the way he talks a good game and you know the way he talks, he should be higher, higher up in that division. Mm. Especially with the calibre of a player. So they've got, I think they brought Josh Mills in. Very, very good player. Um, he's there as well. Yeah. God, yeah, he is, yeah. yeah uh, and he's got one of Pagnall's strikers as well, hasn't he? Joe something, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think he was top goal scorer in the league at one stage. I think he played for Pagnall, did he play? He did, yeah. He's going Wembley anyway. He'll be on the coach there. Um, obviously, good luck. Uh, part next. He's playing against it, isn't he? Playoff. How'd he go on? How'd you like that? Uh, I think we lost to them. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, they got a really big, 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 big centre half. Uh, he looks like the fellow from the Adams family. You know, the clicky one. <laughs> Fucking huge. I think his name's Brad. Uh, really nice guy. Really nice guy. He's one of these players. He's very similar to me, yeah. So for the full 90 minutes, we were giving each other shit. And I mean shit. That's the type of manager I am. I'm giving you shit. If you're on my wing, I'm giving you shit. Like, I'm shouting, you don't want the ball every five seconds. That's the type of manager I am. Or the assistant manager. Um, and this guy giving it stacks to me the whole game. As soon as the game finished, big smile on his face, goes straight over to his smile and went, fuck me, what a great game that was. I love players like that. We'll do um, the same next time, call him the Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows, he knows, he knows. It's, he plays for Cup now now. So we're all right, we're all right. So chin you on Tuesday. Do you know, but I've got a lot of time for Burton Park. I, they were the only team I actually, when I was playing, I played for a few years, but they were the only team I played for in the Sunday League. Uh, coached for them as well, coached in their under-18s, coached their mini-kickers. So spent quite a few years with them. Br- brilliant club. Yeah. Loads of really, really good people there. So got got loads of time for them. Oh, loads great. of time. Um, Whitworth's coming in 13th there in that division. Obviously, they've got three games left to go. Um, do we know any more about their ground? What's going on with that? Do you know? Not a clue. No. I know they're. Uh, have you seen this? It's sort of out. Uh, well, it's just out behind the dog and dog and duck, isn't it? It's, yeah. I don't know what's going on with it. They've got um, basically the council want to rip up. I think it's the halfway line, don't they? Straight for the halfway line to what's... put something else in there. I don't know what they want to do with it. I've got a story for you. Yeah. So yesterday I was at the dog and duck, as I said. Yeah. And with Finn at the training pitch, Whitworth is right on the other side. There's a fence in between. Yeah. 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 Finn's smashed the ball over the top, as he does. We know this, yeah. I'll give it stats. I'll go and make it over here. Nobody told me there's a river between the two. Or like a oh relief. my God. <laughs> I can see I this is see going. It. I didn't fucking see it, did I? So I'm walking over to get the ball and I walk through the little cut through bit. I'm Finn shouting something. I turn around to look. Fuck me, I've gone in. One foot. One foot, yeah. And I'm, and I'm right to myself. Finn comes around the corner, goes to, and looks at me. I'm not doing that, Dad. Oh, you fucker, yeah. <laughs> so I come out, I jumped over the ravine and realised one side is higher than the other. Yeah? And I ain't the most athletic in the world, yeah? So I'm standing there for a good 10 minutes thinking, how am I getting over here? So I think, there's a big runner. I'm all right, yeah? I go for the big runner. I'm going over. Mate, I think I'm fucking the king bollocks, yeah? I'm going over this ravine. This ravine is like one foot wide, yeah? Giving it the mini big bollocks. As I land, I slip. Yeah. Yeah. and I land chest and face first in the stingers nice. yeah. and I am in my head I'm screaming because I'm trying not to swear around Finn anymore because I got told off by his mum yeah? I'm, I'm thinking about it I'm thinking about it I'm thinking about it I look up and Finn's going alright dad fuck off lost my head lost my head with him I did that and he went screaming mate. he went flying back over to Uncle Graham and I'm sitting there thinking fuck me what has my life come to I'm sitting in a fucking little put of like stingers I'm thinking, fuck's sake, I hate football. <laughs> I hate football. Still couldn't get over the ravine, yeah. So I'm still dragging, wet foot, everything, yeah. I come back round the corner, 
Finn, just like come around the corner, he pams the ball straight back over. I just walk to the car park, no chance, lad. Just go and sit in the car and make sure pop. I'm not going, not happening. It is what it is, mate, isn't it? <laughs> so you do for your kids, innit? Yeah, unfortunately so. Uh, 14 from the league, rushing the home. Um, I don't think they've had a bad season, really. I think they're, I think, I suppose it's made last week, I think he's happy enough with performances, looking to push on again next season. I know one of their new signings as well. Who's that? Callum Dench. I've heard this name. Is he, where's he come from? Um, have we got enough time to go for all the clubs he's been at? <laughs> <Where's the glass laughs> um, Long Whitby. Was it, yeah? Yeah. Um, as much as I give him shit, Dench is probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in football. Yeah. Um, he's a towering menace of a, of a player that moves at the pace of um, a snail, turning circle of a bus, <laughs> but can score your goal from nothing oh. as a centre half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good luck to Denchy because obviously that's it's a big club for him there. Um, Russian are really good guys. We spoke to him before. Yeah. And he really fit in there. Um, just just a bit peeved and annoyed that he wouldn't sign for me at Lawns. Just yeah. saying. <clears throat> <laughs> so yeah, the next local team is Rawls, 16th in the league. What a team they are! What a team Rawls Town are. Happy with your time there so far. Uh, ecstatic, mate. Ecstatic. Yeah. Um, Lots of wholesale changes since I've come in. Um, not just players, well, not really players, more other bits and bobs. So our socials, I'm sure you guys have seen. Yeah, I've seen. Our socials have yeah. kicked up something chronic. We're mm. going for it a little bit more. Um, the behind-the-scenes stuff of the scouting system. Uh, this week we've had um, interviews for video scouts. We've just took another four video scouts on to help us build our database through the summer. Um, just lots of really good positive changes yeah. there. Um, brought in a couple more players. Um, still got... Your man Lovell. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, we call him Lovell on the podcast, but your man Lovell. Um, and a bit of a barren drought at the minute. But I'm, I'm going to throw it out there because this will go out tomorrow, won't it? When yeah, we play yeah, our game tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to score a hat-trick tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and if he does, I'm going to run down the touchline and just my boxers. <laughs> but only if he gets hat-trick. I think, I think he'll throw a goal for his hat-trick. You go, no. Nah, nah, nah. Sorry, now. But yeah, mate, we're having a good season. Ultimately, we win tomorrow, we're safe. No, fair play. Um, and the lads, obviously, they're, they're planning for next season already. Then are you, I mean, you say wholesale changes coming in, are they going to make this club a bigger thing next year? They're going higher next year? Um, well, that's obviously the target for everybody. Yeah. You always want to finish higher than you finished the season before. Um, we've got our eye on a few players. Yeah. Um, I don't want to publicly say they are because people might cut to the chase and beat us to it and our scout system works really hard behind the scenes to find these hidden gems, as it were. Um, I think a couple might go. I think a couple might retire. Um, and I just think there'll be just a big big change in certain things. Um, and I'm sure the gaffer's going to kill me for saying this, but I think we'll be really lucky to hold on to our goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, and I think that might tie in nicely on some other bits and bobs that we want to talk about there as well, because our goalkeeper has been nominated or he's in the finalists. Um, for the non-league Bible, not even goalkeeper of the year, player, non-league player of the wow. year. Wow. Um, and he's in good company with, is it Paul Mullin at Wrexham, the striker? Yes. I think he's in it, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to embarrass George here for a minute because I do goalkeeping coach with George. He's a very good goalkeeper, probably mm. the best in our league, just turned 18, yeah? Yeah. He gets nominated for the award. His dad's dad family's all happy when we were at the last away game. We're all talking about it. And then he says something really stupid to me that he's going to wish he hadn't. <laughs> yeah. So he tells me, we're going through looking at the who's in there, and he's like, 
Paul Mullen's in there, Sam. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see George is getting really, really excited. His dad comes over and goes, don't tell him I told you this, but loud enough so George can hear it, obviously. Mm. George has got a signed picture of Paul Mullins in a Cambridge top in his bedroom currently. <laughs> and you know when you just think, fuck me, George's dad, his name's Richard, you have just killed your son for the next season. Because I am going to remind him of this signed picture every opportunity. Physically <laughs> fucking possible. So when, if he does win or he doesn't win, if Mullin beats him to that award, I am going to rip the shit out of him for a full season. <laughs> because I'm sad. I get it. Autographing is cool. I'm sure we all did it as a kid, yeah? Mm. But George, to openly admit, he's got a picture of his hero in his fucking bedroom. <laughs> and he bowls up with his girlfriend that, like, at our game, you're waiting, you know when you think, George... I bet you didn't pull your missus by telling her that line, did you, mate? <laughs> yeah. But nothing wrong with having a picture of your, your hero. Oh, shut up, you fucking Gary Neville. <laughs> uh, my whole way, I've got me and Gibbs here, me and Gary Neville. And they'll have Co- Cosmos's uh, Bratley shirt. Is it, uh, is it Bratley? Bra- uh, yeah, Bratley Town, yeah. yeah. Cosmos's shirt next to it, yeah. What's going on here for the podcast God when you get it, Cosmos? <laughs> but obviously, talking about the non league Bible Awards, <laughs> yeah. we've so, got good news there, haven't we, mate? Yeah, great news, great news. Um, you wouldn't be surprised to hear I was out on the piss when I found out. <laughs> so my phone rang. Um, As you remember. And it was it was Sam who went, Look, we, we're in the finalist for the uh, best podcast. I went, you what? I said, shut up, will you? <laughs> he went, no, we're in the finalist. So I was just, oh, it's buzzing. I can't. Oh, I'm proud. Proud and happy. Thank you for everyone that voted for us. I mean... Yeah, so votes have now opened again. Yeah. So you've got four weeks to vote for us. Um, finalists, yeah. So you and we're in ten finalists. Brilliant. Um, there's some big hitters in there as well. Four Wrexham podcasts is a little yeah. bit excessive, you think. Yeah. But uh, can't help but think they're going to try and scoop all the awards this year. Yeah. Paul Mullen yeah, and everyone else going for them. Yeah. Everyone in Wrexham going to be voting for the different ones. So that's spread this is the real underdog it. story when we go and scoop it. 100%. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. But no, thank you to everyone who voted for us to get us to the finalists. But um, please see our pinned tweet on Twitter. Um, vote for us again. Now it's the final round. Um, I mean, it means the world that you've all got us here. So... Let's, let's give it one push and we'll hopefully we'll win some of it. If we don't, it is what it is. Look, we're proud to be in the 10 finalists in the UK. So, look, that's massive. I'm, I'm buzzing. I'll be honest, mate. I'm going to push a couple more here as well. So, from um, another point of view, um, my Wellingborough Town um, team, we've got a, a, not a finalist of Youth Player of the Year. Oh, right. Perfect. Um, really good lad. Attitude stinks sometimes and he knows I'm going to say that, so I'm already <laughs> pre-warned him. Um, Jakob Bilski. He's my CDM, my vice captain, or one of my co-vice captains. He is in the finalist shortlist for that as well. Yeah, it's Connor. Um, yeah, good player. Um, and I'd love to say it was my coaching ability that got him there, but it's not. <laughs> he is a, such a talented lad. Um, just attitude honks. Yeah. Um, and we've had words about that. And last night, I'll be honest with you, he put in what can only be described as a captain's performance. Nice. Um, and I just kind of want to shout that out to him because yeah. as much as I dig him out at training, because I do, I really do, because it annoys me talent. An attitude, oh, it winds me up. Mm. Um, but fair play to him; he deserves to be there. He's not there by fluke. He deserves to be there. Looking at some of the other nominees, he's just as good as them, if not better. Mm. Um, and I think, as we said for Northamptonshire, what a big thing! Yeah, 100%. what a huge thing. Um, and another one from a personal one. I'm not sure who did it, but I've been yeah. finalised for the Unsung Hero Award as well yeah. on the same we'll, thing. We'll share all these as well on our social. So vote for Sam. Vote for us. Vote for. Uh, Jakob, so, yeah, that would do it, yeah. But um, no, 
Yeah, vote for us all. We've got one more bit of news to give you as well. Oh, it's a big one, Jordan, isn't it? It's a big one. It's a big one. So, as you might have seen, we've teamed <coughs> up with, um, obviously, the Fiber Group, our sponsor now. And we've got a partnership there with MDH Sportswear. Um, and to celebrate that, we're giving a kit away to a club. Uh, be 15 outfield shirts and a goalkeeper shirt. They'll be sponsored by... It's the shorts as well, isn't it? Isn't it a full yeah, kit? Yeah, it's the kit, yeah. Um, but, obviously, so... To enter into this, all we're asking is follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Spotify, isn't it? And Spotify, yeah. And uh, follow MDH Teamwear on Twitter and tag your club in that post on Twitter and then you're in the draw. And this could be anywhere in the world. So we spoke to MDH, MDH really lot, a lot, didn't we, about it? And they said that it can be anywhere in the world whatsoever. Yeah, so. um, anyone can enter. Um, adult club, youth club. Sunday League Club, I'm looking at you, Reese. Uh, Five side teams, anyone can enter. They've said that to us, haven't they? And as Jordan said, the only way to get involved is by listening to the podcast and kind of following the instructions to enter. Mm. So, um, didn't he say it was a massive value as well? Wasn't it? Like 1500 quid, he said something I'm not around sure that. the value of it, but yeah, it's a big one. It's a, big, it's a full team kit. So it's and it's Nadi kit as well. It's kit as well, yeah, sorry, yeah. So it's a decent kit as well. Um, yeah, very expensive. They are, really. <laughs> they are. No, no, no. But no. Um, <laughs> also, there's some other news as well. Cool, Just full of news, isn't it? Yeah, so um, in the next coming weeks, um, we've been hard at work behind the scenes and we have got our website coming out soon as well. Yes, we have, yeah. Um, on there, we'll have, um, you know, we're looking for maybe a few writers to put a few articles on there as well. Um, and also, we've had a few people reach out to us trying to buy our, our tops and stuff. So we've got some new merch coming, so you have to buy that on there as well. If yeah, you I think we've got the jumpers and then the t-shirts we're going to have That's as well, it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, there'll be all sorts of mugs and water bottles and stuff on there as well. But yeah, look out for that if you want anything. Um, yeah, we're we'll looking for someone to do a write-up, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> but no, lads, um, thanks again for coming on. Joseph, thanks for coming in. No problem, pleasure. Good man, appreciate the time. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. I, I if it goes one, ahead. One thing that we haven't done is, um, where can we find you on socials? Brilliant question. Uh, if you on Instagram, AFCRD underscore Joseph. Don't know why I'm looking at the camera. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Twitter, um, Joseph McCormack. Uh, just type in Joseph McCormack. It's actually zeros, but if you just type in O's, you'll find me anyway. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. Find all my commentary work and all my Rushton bits and pieces. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Good man. We'll tag you in the post for this as well. Anyway. Brilliant. But um, no, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I no, really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Man. Super. Thank you. Cheers, lads. Here comes Hammonds on the break to Anchor, gets the wrong side of Cockermore, Anchor still going, Anchor still, Anchor!